It is 23 away from... No, it's not. It's 23 after 12. I'm abusing Rowena for having COVID <laughs> brain. And she got rid of this lovely little cut I've got from Jane Smith, which I'm going to play to Andrew Morrison, who's the chairman of Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Andrew, in the 1980s, we used to play a bit of footy against each other. I played a lot against your, your brother, Big Don Morrison, but were you a Margaret Ehrlich fan also in the in the eighties? I think most of us were, weren't we? Yeah, look, I was having to draw back into the the back of my mind. Yeah, I think it was a, a room that echoes or something. Was did she sing with her brother? And I really liked that song. Was it Peter Ehrlich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Peking Man. That was, and then she got into When the Cat's Away, and then she became a solo artist. Yeah, it's kind of sad when you see people your age dropping off. It starts to be a bit of a concern, doesn't it, Jamie? I call that shots fired because she's younger than Jamie. <laughs> I'm still here, though. I'm still here, but for how much longer, I don't know. Mind you, Andrew Morrison, I could say the same for you. How much life have you got left in your current occupation? You're getting a bit of flack. Let me play a wee cut because Rowena deleted it, but we've found it again from what Jane Smith said. I heard yep. Christopher Lutz's comments yesterday, and, and at first I thought, gosh, he really doesn't understand the methane cycle or the or the potential impact of Hawaii Kenai in its current form. But actually, I think he's been pretty poorly briefed by our industry leaders. To give him give him credit, and same thing with James Shaw, what what they're hearing, hearing potentially from the industry leaders is quite different to what they're hearing from grassroots farmers. Let's actually get together and shape up something that is actually fit for purpose, Jamie. There you go, Jane Smith. Uh, not holding back there, Andrew. Did you have you have you been poorly briefing the likes of Christopher Luxon? No, I don't. I think we've been briefing Christopher and the National Party team quite well, actually. Look, this is a really complex subject, and everyone has a different view on it, and that's 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 actually appropriate. And now it's really good to have a debate on something that's really really hard to get ahead of. But the point being is, um, I think Groundswell is actually seeing stuff where there isn't. There's no conspiracy theory here. There's been two years of work put into this. We've tabled a proposal. You know, all parties, this was split gas with support, you know, bipartisan support back in 2019. The ability to keep agriculture out of ETS and, you know, try and build hay when was bipartisan support back in 2019. And we truck on now, and when we see a whole bunch of industry and political parties who have confidence in the process, now tell me what the trouble is here. Now, OK, so here's a quote from Steve Cranston, who's been emailing us furiously, furiously in recent days. Steve is the Groundswell Emissions spokesperson. He said, Hiwaka Ekanoa as a collective may live to fight another day, but hearing more and more chatter that the current Hiwaka Ekanoa proposal will not. So are we going to have more change? Is he right to, to say that? No. So, look, I don't know if you heard Kelly Foster speak on Rural Roundup yesterday. No, um, no, no one listens to Rural Roundup. So, no, <laughs> I, I didn't hear her speak on Rural Roundup. Oh, my goodness. I thought you, you guys stuck together. Um, and then you saw James Shaw's comment. And all I can say is categorically, um, the 11 industry partners and government are working together on what has been tabled. No surprises when you table something with government that they will evaluate what you table and they will come back with a few questions and answers and want clarification around that. That is the process we're in at the moment. So I want to categorically say that Haywalker is 
uh, <laughs> functioning as we expected it to. Okay, well, Rowena, instead of sending personal messages during work time, can you flick on to our Facebook page? We posted a Christopher Luxon comment yesterday. Uh, it had three or 4,000 views that had, last time I looked, about 50 comments. He said he's a big fan of Hiwaka Ekanoa. Rowena will check if there's been any change overnight. But there wasn't one positive one supporting him. And I put this to Jane Smith, and I'll put it to you. Is it just the noisy minority here, Andrew? What are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing that a lot of farmers are over this conversation. They're tired of the ongoing unfounded speculations. We all just want clarity in a situation. Look, nobody's really excited about um, what people are saying, or you're going to have to pay a tax. This isn't a tax. This is a levy to find solutions that will be completely ring-fenced to go back into finding solutions. Um, what I'd say is, you know, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of uh, quite rightly, concerns around this because it's, a, it's something we've never done before. Who's actually ever had a conversation? Well, I was thinking this morning, two years ago, we didn't even know the word sequestration, did we? No, we... Now we're having conversations around things that's quite new to us. The simple question is, this is a global conversation. This isn't a New Zealand conversation or it's not a Labour Party conversation. This has been a successive um, National Party Labour government have understood that climate is important. They've signed up to Kyoto protocols. They've signed up to different agreements over the years. We've kicked the can slightly down the road. Now's the time that we have to do something. All right, Andrew, I agree with you. It is a global conversation. It's becoming more global. But uh, the counter-argument to that is that here in good old little old New Zealand, we're at the bleeding edge rather than the leading edge. Why don't we wait for the big uh, countries, the big emitters, India, Russia, the US and China, to come up with some agreed agricultural policy and then we just follow on from them. Why are we trying to bleed from the front? Well, I would actually like to commend their government actually for recognising and being the first country in the world to recognise that methane is different than split gas. We're the only country that's done that. But we're the only Uh, country that's proposing a carbon tax at this stage on livestock agriculture, aren't we? Is that right? No, you will see other governments like... Yeah, I know you might see, but at the moment, just us, isn't it? There there is other governments who have targets in place. You've got Holland that wants to reduce their ruminant production by 30%. You've got Ireland, I haven't got the figures in front of me because there's too much thinking these days, too many things going on. You do have countries who have put their targets out there. Um, Ireland and us are the two countries that are most challenged in the um, agricultural space with their unique emissions profiles. You know, New Zealand, 48% emissions or the gases, not 48% of the warming, but 48% of the gases. Ireland, about 34 or 35%. The reason we're seeing the three countries like the Netherlands, Ireland and us having to go fast because we have very unique profiles. This is not, the rest of the world is not shying off this issue, but the rest of the world is actually concentrating on their long-lived gases ahead of their short-lived gases. Hey, Andrew Morrison, thank you very much for your time, and I hope you've answered some of those questions around the uncertainty around Hiwaka Ekanoa. And, uh, gee, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Was groundswell barking up the wrong tree? I don't well, know. I, I might have to listen to the Rural Roundup. Well, to find out, say, hey? Yeah, can I just say, look, they are barking at stuff that isn't there. There is no conspiracy. We're not working on other options with government. We have tabled an option which the 11 partners are still fully supporting. 
So, of course, when they come and ask us questions around it, we want to clarify that. We've spent two years working on this, and any of the questions, there's a whole bunch of uh, pre-work that's gone into informing our position. So I just want to say, um, steady the horses. Um, we, your industry is working for you to get the best outcome for the industry. Andrew Morrison there, Chair of Beef and Lamb New Zealand.